When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, that's nice. With guest host Ben Lyons. Flow like water, but I'm cold as ice. Yet there ain't nobody hotter than I told you twice. Do you think the Knicks win in your lifetime? Absolutely not. <laughs> so Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Earlier on the show, college football writer for The Athletic, Andy Staples. Five-time NBA All-Star and Bucks analyst, Marcus Johnson. Coming up, musician Action Bronson. And now, sitting in for Rich, here's Ben Lyons. Hour three, the show rolls on. 20 minutes or so away from Action Bronson, Bam Baklava. Been in the gym. Yeah. Saw he posted on Instagram. He's down to 240. Man, it's incredible. You eat all that cut the buff, it goes right to you. But, uh, <laughs> I mean, you eat all these Chick fil A nuggets. It's Action going right Bronson, yeah. the Oxtail <laughs> Champion of Queens. Yeah. How many nuggets deep are you guys on the right, Giannis pack over like there? Like I said, I got a 30 and I've got five left. A 30 piece? I'm That's only you, three quarters. not that bad. If That's you eat for no. 24 hours, 50 would not be I told be you, hard. I did a 60% Giannis challenge. I did 30 out of 50. You stay off 24 hours. 50 is a joke. Come on. I had, I had one it. sip of the Giannis That's drink, yes, and I thought you guys were going to have to call Susie to come in a day early. She'll be in next week on the show. Uh, I was like, uh, Susie, uh, drink, had a sip of the Giannis, the Sprite lemonade. Ben's My eyeballs the, uh, feel like Bobby Portis's. I'm now diabetic, Susie. <laughs> Come on, it's not that bad. It's good. It's really not. It's good. Shout out. Shout out to Giannis, man. We should be celebrating Giannis every single day until the start of the NBA season. It's so great. Shout it's out to It's such an inspiring story. It, it just, it really is. I mean, I know they're turning it into a Disney movie. It's going to be a documentary as well as a scripted movie, as well it should be. Absolutely. To you come know, from where he came from, to reach the mountaintop of, of, of basketball. And basketball now, and the NBA is the new MTV. Global. It is the cultural place of, of, of record in American sports, I think, in terms of fashion, uh, music, business, entrepreneurship, social justice. I mean, everything that's going on in the world is happening within the NBA and the WNBA. Just the game of basketball. It might not have the eyeballs that football has. It might not have the... The, you know, the, the crowds that baseball has at full capacity, but it's got the cultural sauce. Everybody looks to the NBA as sort of a beacon of what's happening in the world, and, and he's on top of it, man. No I, doubt. I, I think it's a great point, and I want P.J. Tucker to play himself in the movie. <laughs> I, guess, I, mean, I think that's only fair. No, because an actor would have to spend months 
doing research and <laughs> right. how to Method. become a dog. I once covered a Jet Li film where he's raised as a dog and he goes out to com you know commit, uh, I don't know, dog acts or whatever. I think Bob Hoskins is in the movie. I did the junket. And PJ Tucker wouldn't have to you know, train to be a dog. This man is a dog, apparently. He is a dog. He is a dog with quarter million dollar sneakers and $1,500 champagne. Like, I want him playing himself. It's only fair. If PJ Tucker's agent is not on the phone with Imes today, if he's not on with every... Do they do dog food or just cat food? Well, apparently they're going to do PJ Tucker food. Like, he's got to get, get the dog food collaboration. Here's PJ uh, at the parade in Milwaukee, an all-time great parade moment. I think we got P.J. Tucker right now, the bottle champagne. Yo, it's crazy. That's where everybody, like, when I came in, they're like, yo, you got to, like, show, like, you got to be the dog. And I'm like, we, man, we got dogs. Like, they just say, like, we, <laughs> like, I got here, like, we, we already got dogs. They just don't know how to be dogs, and we gonna be dogs. And our dogs is crazy. We got dogs, you hear me? Milwaukee, we dogs. <laughs> just legendary. I want that on the statue that they build. They're not gonna build a PJ Tucker statue, but they'll build <laughs> they one. They'll build one for Giannis. <laughs> they should. They're gonna build the a statue for Giannis at some point. But I want Milwaukee We Dogs on the statue somewhere up above. You know, somewhere. Earl Simmons is looking down, smiling. DMX Earl, is so Earl, proud of PJ Earl. Tucker right now. Yeah, one one, one thousand. Rest in peace to the legend. You Maybe. mentioned a lot, Ben, about all the junkets and movies you covered. What is kind of the craziest thing that you've ever seen? or experienced at a movie premiere or one of these like junket interview type deals? Well, there used to be uh, a hotel in London where they would do a lot of the junkets. Uh, this is the craziest thing that happened to me. Uh, it was called Claridge's. This is a place like TJ would stay at with his Hollywood friends, you know, very <laughs> saucy, swanky. You probably did that. You stayed yeah. there, TJ. You run hey, into, uh, you know, David Beckham in Posh Spice in yeah. the elevator, right? Oh, that's, yeah. That's and, uh, and we're doing the, the, the junket for the Golden Compass. Uh, I don't know if you remember this film. It was uh, with Daniel Craig. Okay. And uh, it's <laughs> about... Yeah, it's about how people have spirit animals. Like for me, actually, my spirit animal is a deer. Uh, they represent strength, hope. Um, I, I've seen them a lot in the last year, just out in the world, in the wild. Mm -hmm. So they, they're my spirit animal. Okay. Um, and that's what this movie was about. Claridge's, uh, an older hotel, not the best ventilation system. Ah. <laughs> A little warm in the junket uh, setup. And don't forget, you're in a tight hotel room. You're sitting like six inches away from Lights. James Bond. Lights. You're already nervous. You're, yep. you, know, you, you're, you had a little too much fun in London at Abbey Road the night before. <laughs> and I thought for some reason that my, my strategy to combat the Patrick Ewing levels of sweat that would accumulate <laughs> on my forehead during these interviews was to simply hold an ice cube in okay. my left hand. So I was like, I'll hold an ice cube. It'll cool me down. I read somewhere if your wrists stay cool, then it, it lowers your body temperature. So I was like, I'll hold an ice cube. The interview's only six minutes, and it'll kind of cool me down. Well, again, I did not really take into consideration just how warm the room would be because that ice started to melt about 90 seconds into the conversation with Daniel Craig. And the look on James Bond's face when he realized that my hand was dripping. Oh. <laughs> What's going on? Struck fear into my heart. And he said, excuse me, are, are you leaking? <laughs> <laughs>
was like, no, James Bond. I just get really sweaty sometimes in the junkets. I'm really sorry. Oh, oh my God. And then, of wow. course, it turns into Richard Nixon at a presidential sure, debate. Yeah, and I'm done. Just done. And he was done. And just laugh. And he, I would, I would try to get back on track. All right, Daniel, I know we're here for Golden Compass, but how many more times do we see you playing James Bond? Well, Iceman, let me tell you. I was like, oh, okay, so now <laughs> the coolest man on the planet's calling me Iceman. I mean, that's pretty awesome. You do the junket at the hotel during the day. <laughs> You get some time off. You do the premiere at night, and the Leicester Square premieres were just off the chain. Thousands of people in the heart of London, and you're out there, and he's getting screamed at, and he comes over, and he says, The Iceman, how are you? Are you warm enough out here, Iceman? So that's like... I mean, that's pretty nuts. What? That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty nuts. Go back to my, my boss at the E! Channel. I had a great shoot over there in London. <laughs> So stupid. James Bond called <laughs> me the Iceman. So I mean, stupid. forget George Gervin. Yeah, yeah uh, forget George Gervin. It's you. Man. You're the Iceman. Ice I did ask him once uh, years later at a junket of who would be a better Bond girl, Rihanna or Beyonce. He said, Rihanna, she's dirtier. And that just like, went viral. <laughs> that was like everywhere. It's like, whoa. Did he remember Craig you? Helping uh, the mentions. No, of course not. Of oh. course not. Did you remind him that you were the ice man? <laughs> yeah. I came in in a George Gervin jersey. Chuck a couple yeah. cubes at him? Yeah. I was sitting the way, there like George Gervin on that famous poster. Yeah, that poster. Because if, if James so, Bond gives me a nickname, I'm never letting him forget it. Never. Like, yo, DC, That's ice man, what up, kid? <laughs> <laughs> you put it on the plate. What up, cousin? You're so uncomfortable, you know? It's like these, these stars, they sit in a hotel room, and they have to answer the same question over and over again, 60 yeah. times, yeah. you know? And I always learned from, from my dad, you got to have something a little different. You got to come in and, and be able to drop a reference or, you know, say, you know, say, hey, Jamie Foxx, my broham's double parked outside, a reference from the great white hype. And it just gets him to break, like, just for a second. You know what I mean? To give you yeah. somewhat of a better yeah. interview. I remember there was a, I covered the, covered the junket for Eon Flux. Remember Eon Flux? Eon it was Flux. Charlize. Yes. yes. It was inspired by the old MTV animated yes. uh, film. And there was an actor named Martone Shokash, who is in the, uh, in the movie. And I will never get his name wrong because I remember waiting in the hotel uh, hallway to go up next, and the journalist who went in before me uh, got screamed at, it's Martone Shokash, learn how to pronounce it. And I was like, I will learn how to pronounce this, Martone Shokash. I will never get that wrong, Martone. Remember that he was, he was hot. Oh. Anyone, did, anyone ever get upset or walk out on you in any of these interviews? Um, I visited Kanye West on a set for a, a song he did with Eighty Eight Keys, where they put on like Benjamin Button old man makeup, and I was asking him some questions, and, and he just went full Kanye on me. I got my, you're gonna go back to the E Channel with your little soundbite. <laughs> Michael Jackson told me I'm the new prince. And I'm just like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> he just, yeah, he screamed. That was fun. That was a good Kanye moment. I had another Kanye interview. I was told, you have six minutes with Kanye West. Six minutes. We got a lot to cover. You know, six minutes. Interview went an hour and 20. <laughs> <laughs> Those are great. I've done audio on some of those things, and it's fun to be in the room. Hour and, and 20. And the questions that people get asked that you just don't get I remember added. we went to the Dash store opening. I went with Josh Ostrovsky, who was on the show the other day at Fat Jewish, who wore a white coat, white Tom Brady pants, white gloves, no shirt. He, that's what he wore to the, uh, to the Dash store opening. Kanye came over. Yo, I like your man's outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm going to go eat these chocolates. And then he went and left an eight <laughs> <laughs> Walked oh, over. 
Yeah, man. Compliment. I like your man's jacket. I'm going to go eat these chocolates. <laughs> I think Kanye's oh, got I love this man. Man, that reminded me one time, I mean, just of a Kanye story. We, when I used to be a producer on Punk years ago, we punked Kanye West. And the punk well, was... How'd that go? Well, we went to one of his third music video shoot for Jesus Walks. The third one he paid for himself because the first one, the money he got from the label, he didn't like the video. He didn't like the second totally. video. It happens all the time. Out in the desert somewhere. So we went out there to punk him to say that he didn't have the right permits to shoot on a Sunday and we were taking his film. Oh, yeah, I oh, and one of the great lines of all time from Alan Havey, you're doing a song about Jesus and you don't have the permits on Sunday. It was amazing. And Kanye literally grabs the roll of films, film and books. He's like, I paid for this film. This is mine. And he takes off and jumps in the van and they speed off through the desert. And so we had a guy... One of our producers jumped in because he was pretending to be an MTV guy. So he interviewed them the whole time while they're running, like driving around the desert. And Kanye's explaining why he did it and blah, blah, blah. And then Gosh. it happened again and he took off. And this time Kutcher had to like run a quarter of a mile to go catch him and stop the van. But it was, it was, that guy was like, he just was like, I paid for this. This is mine. I'm out. Took it and bolded, bro. Next thing you know, one half of Dude Wears My Car is chasing him through the desert. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. <Yeah. laughs> the inventor of the internet, of Twitter. Isn't, didn't he invent Twitter? Well, he, was the, no. he, was, he was the first person to get a million followers on Twitter. Yeah, and then he's chasing Kanye West through the <laughs> desert. How'd that work out for him? Oh, man. I, I love going down memory lane with you guys on a love wacky it. Friday so on a 723. Yeah, you can throw whatever at me. So um, hilarious, I'm man. really Tell excited. Tell your Kanye stories, people. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, <laughs> Yeah, I told you a quick, a quick Kanye story. When uh -oh. he when he did Watch the Throne, the tour with Jay-Z, Yeah, they would do the Paris song like 10 times. That was the thing. Yeah, when that was the thing, right? Multiple. Last night we did it seven times. Tonight we're doing it eight times. And they would literally play the same song on yeah, repeat I remember that. eight yeah. times. My girlfriend at the time, she fell asleep in the concert. Oh, she was geez. done. She was like, I'm not listening to this song again. again. Right. <laughs> so the Kanye <laughs> fan in me, in my heart, in that moment, I knew. This was not my destiny. Her? She was not. She it. was not. This is not the way my life was supposed to go. <laughs> if they're doing this song eight times uh -huh. and she's asleep, then she's not the one. She's like, not the one for she's you. She's out. Fast forward a few years later, Life of Pablo tour, when he's floating over the crowd oh. and there's a mosh pit, my wife is right there with me. Mm -hmm. I was like, yep, I made the right decision. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kanye, for showing me the light. Mariah's here. She's rolling. So you That's owe, how I knew. you owe your marital bliss to Kanye West is what you're saying. <laughs> I just knew. I said, you know, you don't fall asleep during Paris like eight times. Don't do this. It's probably yeah, not gonna work out. Nah, you, don't, so hard. you don't fall asleep. Yeah. <laughs> fall so hard. Married at the mall. <laughs> <laughs> just out. <laughs> Honey, you want a fish fillet? What's the order? <laughs> Chick-fil-A. <laughs> then in the pit at the forum for Pablo. He stopped the show for 20 minutes and spoke. It was the best, the, 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 the mask on, the, the diamonds. I think the best, the best. All right, we're going to talk a little Action Bronson uh, coming up. Uh, Action's incredible. Action's got a, an album only for dolphins. He's got a best-selling New York Times book. He's in the gym. He's looking like a young Anthony Mason. I love him, Action Bronson. Bam Baklava joining the show next. It's Ben Lyons album? in for Rich on a Rich Eisen show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets. 
at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. True or false, you have a two-year diploma in architectural drafting. Is that true? It's a certificate, and it was one year. Just one year? One year, yep. It was, they, they crammed four years into one year. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever have designs, if you will, on being an no. architect at all? I was doing it. I was into it. Then, like, the stuff we were doing with NWA started taking off. Okay. And the last thing I wanted to do was be at that school. I was ready to leave. <laughs> you were ready to take off. But I, but I, you know, stuck it out. I graduated, got my certificate, and I think, you know, my mother hung it up somewhere, but I never looked at that thing since. Which school was this? Which it was school? called Phoenix Institute of Technology. I don't even know if it's there no more. P-I-T? Like P-I-T. Yep. Man. A fake DeVry. <laughs> <laughs> fake DeVry. Yeah, it's like a fake DeVry. Okay. Uh, here's another. Here's two, I got two more. Uh, next one. You got the name Ice Cube from your brother because girls were calling the house asking for you all the time and that you were too cool for your age. True or false? They were calling for him. It's true. They were calling for him and I would pick up. You know, trying to holler at him. You know, I was like, man, he got a big head. You don't want to be with him. You want to be with me. I'm, I'm a little bro, bro. And uh, he found out. And back in the day, they would, you know, if you had an old refrigerator, they would put it on the curb and, you know, the junk man to come pick it up. And, and we had one on the curb down the street that was there for days. He was like, you know what? Slam your ass in that freezer on the, at the end of the block. When they pull you out, you're going to be ice cube. You know, kids die in freezers, right? So so uh, when I walked out the house, you know, I didn't want nobody to call me O'Shea no more. I'm like, my name Ice Cube. And so it just stuck. They start calling me Cube and never called me O'Shea since. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Last one. Uh, Jerry Curl wigs used in Straight Outta Compton were valued at $15,000 each. True Man, I'm supposed to know about a Jerry Curl wig. We had the real deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Jerry did our curls back in the day. You know what I'm saying? So... I don't know about wigs and how much they cost. I'm pretty sure they're expensive. And I've heard about gangs going in and stealing, like, wigs and extensions out of, like, nail shops and hair shops. So I don't think they cost 15000 If they did, somebody got beat. Because them <laughs> wigs, someone was kind of tired. They needed work. Well, I'm just wondering if you were a producer of the film, you had to, you had to okay whether the wigs were yeah, I did. passable or not. Yeah, I did. I did. I was really... Uh, pretty anal about that because some Jerry Curl wigs can look comical, and it's this was not no comedy, you know. So yeah. we had to make sure they look right, and it didn't look like you know the Soul Glow family from uh, Coming to America. <laughs> <laughs> show today ben lines in for rich the rich eisen show rolls on happy birthday to tj and brockman and to yes, kevin sir. durant <laughs> happy birthday kevin durant welcome kd <laughs> kevin durant's the third best shooter of the three of us that have a birthday on this day so Back. so uh so we're going down memory lane we're telling some stories when i was in high school i loved taking charges so i had it ingrained in you're my dna one. i love taking charges the shane battier of your high school team in, uh, in about three quarters of a collegiate school versus Columbia Grammar Upper West Side showdown in the late 90s, I took three charges uh, in the first half against Tommy Manns. Tommy Manns would later go on to produce for Action Bronson, but at the time, uh, an overweight power forward on the low block getting frustrated. The fans in the collegiate stands starting to heckle Tommy Manns. And this is long before the malice at the palace. Tommy ran in the stands to go... Let let it be known that he was not feeling the heckling from the collegiate faithful. So I don't know if our next guest, Action Bronson, is aware that one of his producers, they've made some great music together. I wonder if Action is familiar that with the fact that Tommy Manns, his producer, was the original Ron Artest. Long before <laughs> The Malice at the Palace. Action Bronson, Only for Dolphins is the album. The book, F It, I'll Start Tomorrow. I think that could be for that could apply to all of us and how we approach life. <laughs> oh New York God. Times bestseller. F that's delicious. New episodes on YouTube. I love how he's able to just blend his love of food, sports, music, and just go out there and live his life. Like we've been celebrating all week long, Giannis, because Giannis is comfortable in his own skin. It's yeah. like action. Action's the same way. Giannis out there at the top of the basketball universe eating 50-piece nuggets and drinking Sprite and lemonade, <laughs> thinking that that's okay, <laughs> thinking that's delicious. Thinking that's delicious. There's a man who once thought Milwaukee was the center of the universe because it had smoothies. Yes, absolutely. It's a man, when he was a rookie, he sent all of his money back home and realized he didn't have enough money for a cab to get to the stadium, so he ran back to the stadium, and after four blocks, a stranger picked him up and gave him a ride. Wow. This guy is incredible. Remember before the 2016 All-Star Game, 2017 All-Star Game in New Orleans. You know, All-Star Weekend, guys have sneaker obligations, got to go to a party, go to an event, NBA cares, really a pageantry celebration of the game. And then when they go out there on Sunday night, you know, they've been a little tired, they've been having fun. They kind of go maybe half speed in an All-Star Game. This is Giannis's first All-Star Game. This dude was shooting 
before the game, Saturday night, Paul George is at the, the CAA party. Nope, Giannis <laughs> is in the gym getting ready for the game. It's an all-star game. You remember yeah, it doesn't Steph matter. Curry was like, get out of here. Like, I, I'm going to literally lie down so I can get out of the way as you just jump over me and dunk. <laughs> like, he was going 100 miles an hour in an all-star yeah. game. His, his focus, his dedication, but doing it with joy. And that's what we said the day after they won. This guy's just smiling and dancing and loving life. And it's not, not that he's not taking it seriously. He's obviously focused and committed, but it doesn't feel all-consuming where he seems like he's impossible to be around. Yeah. And, and humble, too, right? Humble. And, you know, guys, here's a story that I, I remember from years ago. I think it was 2015. Jason Kidd was the Bucks coach. He ended up benching Giannis, and Giannis was mad. He was like, well, who's this guy I think he is? Like, and he went on Google, and he looked up Jason Kidd, and then he saw NBA champion, Olympic. He saw all his accomplishments, <laughs> right. and was like, oh, okay, then I better zip it. I can't compete with that. Yeah, I better listen to this guy. <laughs> I better, I better listen, listen to this guy, yeah. or he might spill some more soda on the court. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> also, what I love about Giannis is, and I think we talked about this, and I heard other people mention it this week, he, do, he goes about it his way. He didn't grow up in the AAU circuit. He doesn't come out to L.A. He doesn't go to New York and play in all these high-profile Instagram pickup games. Uh, he, doesn't, he didn't want to be in Space Jam. He turned it down kind of famously. That's the story that goes around. He just works out in Milwaukee with his brothers. He does his own thing. He raises his kid and hangs out with his family. And is just now, look at him. The world is his. The NBA world is his. He's the best player in the league. He's the face of the league, and I'm here for all of it. It's so awesome. I remember the night he jumped over Tim Hardaway Jr. and dunked on his face in Madison Square Garden yeah. as being one of those moments, not only in garden history, but just in basketball where you said, oh, he's taken a, another step. Like, he's just doing it at another level. And it's really been fascinating to watch his ascension because we haven't had a superstar excel at his level who was introduced to us uh, you know, in this way, he was a 15th draft pick. Nobody was familiar with his game. Nobody knew him in college. Like you said, wasn't part of the AAU scene. Didn't have 2 million followers uh, before he even got to college. Yeah. Look at Mikey Williams or Amari Bailey or any of these guys. They got a whole thing going before they get to the league. Giannis comes from, from, from Greece. Nobody's familiar with him. And now he's on top of the basketball universe. I thought about, you know, when Kevin Durant got his first trophy and his first finals MVP, and then he got his second one. And there was a moment when he was at center court with LeBron and he said something to the effect of like, we're on the same level. We're on the same level or something. Like I, I've made it to the top of the mountain. But KD was a number two pick. KD was a big deal at Texas. Yeah. KD was somebody who, yeah, there were some question marks maybe about the, the size or the muscle, the strength, but you knew Kevin Durant was going to be a hooper. and he was, he was a number two pick in the draft. Yeah, and everyone kind of knew he should have gone one. And everyone, yeah, when you knew Odin yeah, was going to sure. get picked, it was like, oh, this is going to be a mistake. Yeah. So, so, that, so then you have Giannis, who, who, who's introduced to us as a 15th pick, and he, he looked like such a baby when he came out a to baby, Milwaukee. Baby face, so skinny, like 190 pounds. He was six foot eight then. Like, imagine if Giannis was six foot eight and never grew. Is he as dominant as he is now? Did he drop a 50 piece in the finals? Probably not. You know, we got the draft coming up next week all of a sudden, which is sort of crazy. No one's really talking about it, but the NBA draft's going to be, I think, next week yeah. or the week after. And it's a reminder with Giannis's rise and ascension that when, when these GMs of your favorite team are selecting guys, they're selecting them for the long 
long term. So they right. you got to look at some kid and say, hey, okay, this kid could grow into his body. We can put another 15 pounds of muscle on him. We can teach him how to shoot better from the three. You know, you can, they're not finished products. I mean, Giannis is a testament to player development. I talked about my buddy's uncle, John Welch, who's an assistant coach in the NBA, has been for 18 years now or so. He's on Doc's staff here in LA. He was with George Carl in Denver. And he's affectionately known as Johnny Workout because he's the best player development guy. He loves getting with guys when they're raw and turning them into serviceable NBA guys. And, and you see the, the development of a guy like uh, Zubats in recent years, yeah. right? When he was with the Lakers, just a big body. Mike Muscala goes for a, a great game against the Lakers. So Magic Johnson says, we should trade for that guy. Trades him to the Clippers. And then Zubats goes on and becomes a pretty solid big man yep. in the NBA now. Mm-hmm. You know, player development is such a thing. Milwaukee reaping the benefits of yeah, it at the highest it- level. And all of our pre-show kind of fun NBA chats that we should really just turn into an NBA podcast. But, like, you want to judge, like, guys and what they're going to be in the future. We're judging these kids that are 19, 20, 21 years old and determining they'll never win an MVP. They'll never become an all-pro. They'll never be in the top 20 all-time. They're 19, 20, 21-year-old kids. I mean, if you were judging Giannis at that age, you'd think he'd be out of the league by now. So, why can't someone like LaMelo Ball or Obi Toppin or any of these kids that like have never played significant basketball in their life turn into potential all-time greats? So it's like, if you want to judge some of these kids, just pump the brakes a little bit and like let's let them be NBA players, figure out what their eating schedule is going to be like, their workout routine is going to be like. Let's get them a few years of NBA run before we determine that their career is going to be trash. Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, yeah, I mean, you forget that like it, it took a change of scenery for Jermaine O'Neal to hit. He was in Portland, coming out of high school, right. didn't really fit, goes to Indiana, and he's a multiple-time All-Star over a 10-year period. Absolutely. Uh, change of scenery can be good for a lot of guys. Tracy McGrady. Tracy McGrady in, in Toronto, Vince's cousin or second cousin yeah, or whatever. He's an right player. Okay, but you could see he had the bones. You could see he had the foundation. Then he gets to Orlando. To go and do great things. It's a, it was a rat. Hall of Famer, Tracy McGrady. You, you talk about young players developing. You mentioned LaMelo Ball. You mentioned Obi Toppin. Not sure to- uh, Obi can get to that level as he has all of the Looney Tunes tattooed on his calf. <laughs> so if you have Marvin the Martian does that, does on, that, your, on the inside of your knee. Does that prevent you from being I don't know if NBA leap? champion is in your future. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Will he be the, if, if he wins a title with the Knicks, will he be the first NBA player with Tweety Bird on his calf to make it to the NBA? Does J.R. JR Smith has a lot of weird tattoos. He has Decepticons. Does, he has some he Transformers. Does he that stuff on him? He, um, he got Supreme tattooed on his leg and had to cover it up via the NBA policy. Best athlete golfer I've ever played with. Is J.R. Smith? Smith? A legit scratch. Really? Yeah, a legit scratch. I played nine holes with him at a Triller event at Riviera. Say Riviera, I am there. Anytime there's a golf course that you only see in video games and you get a chance to play, even (laughs) nine holes, I'm in. So I get paired up with JR on our team. I'm so excited for so many reasons. Of course. Right? And Nick's legend. Well, we're at this Triller event, so it's all these TikTok morons who don't even know they're (laughs) at Riviera. They just think they're at, you know, a municipal golf, oh, course. A cool golf course. Hey, take a photo of me on the 6th tee. I'm like, that's the sixth hole at Riviera. This is hollowed ground. <laughs> and, you know, Bryce Hall is teeing off with a putter, right? So needless to say, JR and I were focused. Our team went seven under for the group on the nine holes. And wow. we won the tournament. And JR Smith behaved exactly as I would hope JR Smith would have behaved. 
during that experience. He was he delivered. He was fantastic. He got the full shirt, shirt on. No, kept the shirt on. Didn't pull Marcus Johnson at the parade. This is Riviera. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it was amazing. That guy's a real deal golfer. I'd love to see uh, some of these NBA guys get in the match. Or maybe let's expand the match yeah, beyond golfers was, and football guys. Yeah, Steph was in the match. You also don't see a lot of these NBA guys play in the Tahoe event, which is kind of famously dominated by uh, pitchers and quarterbacks. And then, you know, obviously Kelsey goes up there and just drinks a ton of beers and has fun. And like, saw Kyle Lowry out there. I know he's a stick for Barkley, Adidas golf. But, yeah. yeah. Kyle's a stick. Yeah, yeah. We don't see too many NBA guys outside of the Currys kind of play in these events. Iggy. Iggy's become a golfer. Golf was big down in the bubble. Well, Ray Allen. I guess Ray Allen's a big golfer. Yeah. Most immaculately dressed superstar I've ever seen. Ray Allen. Oh, my God. Not a, a thread out of place. That guy. He's on the all looks the same 20 years later team. Mm-hmm. Uh, TJ yeah. and I were talking about that. Who else was on that team we said? Oh, Funkmaster Flex. Oh, Funkmaster Flex. Yeah, it's exactly the same 25 years later. An incredible no skill. I used to hang with Funkmaster Flex. Of course. They're too full. Let's go. Wait, Wait, what? Where, where, where did that come from? Drop a bomb on us, Mike. Bomb on a Friday. In New York City when he used to do the uh, Hot 97, uh, I think Friday nights. That's my ex-wife right. and myself, we used to do some really good shots in that booth. Wow. Yeah. Funk good, flex great at the Palladium. Great guy. Yep. He used to be live on the radio. These are the stories I need in the Mike Del Tufo podcast <laughs> on the Rich Eisen Podcast Network. Yeah. Back in the day, he wouldn't remember me, though. <laughs> I wouldn't remember me from back then. <laughs> ben lines in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Hey, Ben, show. you know, real quick, there was something that you mentioned at the beginning of the week about um, guys seeing Giannis seeing what he's done, and like you were like, Harden, is he right now thinking, oh, I got to catch up? I, you know, what Harden guys are really looking in a at nice this? Guest best, in, in a nice guest bedroom <laughs> on the Magic Johnson yacht <laughs> yeah. off so, the coast of, is it Capri or Capri? I, Capri. I think it's Capri. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah so, Capri. So James Harden is off the cliffs of Capri. <laughs> He's well, wearing a onesie, a Balenciaga onesie. It gets a little chilly on the on the boat yeah, in the Mediterranean. People don't yeah, no, know no, that no. when the sun goes down over the cliffs of Positano, there's a little pop in the air. Yeah. So uh, Harden's in the onesie, the Balenciaga onesie. But He's sitting there with LL Cool J and Sam Jackson. And they're saying, hey, man, what are you going to do about what this? What are you going to do about this? Well, there, there is a guy, though, right? And as you know, I'm a Sixer fan, and I'm a huge believer in Joel Embiid. And I think it's safe to say the skills – set between Embiid and Giannis are pretty comparable, right? They're, you know... I don't think Embiid can get to the rim from center court on one dribble. Maybe not one dribble, but he's a better ball handler than Giannis. I think he's a better shooter than Giannis. He's definitely a better foul shooter than he is. I think, I'm just saying, their games are pretty... I think Joel's a better shooter. Can't guard all five positions. That is true. But my point being is he's a guy who is in that talent level with Giannis, and I hope he is someone... Similar story. Didn't start playing basketball until he was 16. I hope he's really looking at this and going, that should be me. That needs to be me. That's going to be me. And I really hope that if he can just get his body right, we talked about injuries. Of course, you can never you never know when they're going to pop up. But Joel Embiid is a guy who could be on that Giannis level, who should be on that Giannis level. And I hope he's really taking all this in and help him motivate himself to the next level. He's definitely reaching out to Daryl Morey and saying, hey, I'd love to have a point guard who's three times all defense, who's going to the Olympics to be a part of Team USA. Right now we got a guy who shoots like Ben Lyons. (laughs) 
You probably shoot better than you probably do. We got a guy who thought it was a good idea to take a kangaroo to a jeweler and say, put all the diamonds on the kangaroo and make it as large as my face. <laughs> he bought a $17 million new house in California with two kitchens, three pools, and no basketball hoop. Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Did he really? Yeah. Two kitchens? I'm more interested in that than the lack of a hoop. He can go work work out at LA Fitness with Chris Middleton, who's got next. But I think Ben Simmons having two kitchens says a lot about his passion for the culinary arts. That's brilliant. Australia, not traditionally known for any uh, cuisine. I mean, some great sushi down there. And uh, I've been to Australia a few times. I once went on a mileage run just to get diamond status on Delta <laughs> and was uh, you know, jet lagged right walking there, through on right. Bondi Beach. And some guy came up to me and said, oh, mate, Frank had a good game last night. I said, Frank Nilkina did have a good game last night. Basketball is really popular here in so Australia. Hold on a second. So you looked at your the Delta app and you're like, man, I'm X amount of miles short. I'm right there. I'm, I'm like, right on the edge. Like, like we talked what? yesterday, success and failure. It's a <laughs> yeah. razor's edge. Yeah. What flight can get me up to diamond, diamond status? Where can I get that diamond status? Which is the status? elite of the elite on Delta. My, oh, let me let me go to yeah. Australia. My uh, my girlfriend Sarah, she's diamond, so I get all the uh, fringe perks that go along yep, with that. You know about that life. I know about that life. Yep. So you decided to gets on planes and turns left instead of right. <laughs> Always. So you, what's up, Ben? And you went, hey. How can I? How quickly can I get to Sydney and back? Yeah, left on a Thursday night, landed Saturday. I was back in LA Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> that sounds painful. Weekend. Yeah, yeah. Got that diamond status. My wife was like, "You're crazy." And then about a month later, in the new year, oh, and we yeah. got that upgrade. She goes, oh, yeah. "I, I oh, love yeah, that you went day. down there. You <laughs> sacrificed for our family." International global upgrades. That's what's up. I mean. <laughs> Man, you're, you know, I, I, I'm so happy the world's opening back up because I'm such a road warrior. I take such great pride in my travel game, and, and it's been tough the last year and a half sort of slowing down a little bit. But I don't mind a red-eye flight. You got four Nancy Myers movies. Give me The Holiday and some complimentary peanuts. That's a great two hours. The Holiday. That's what, that's what Devin Booker's doing right now. Devin Booker is sitting on a flight somewhere over the Pacific he is Ocean. Hating his life. Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday are still drinking in the back of the plane. And uh, Devin Booker is sitting there being like, I wonder if the Jude Law relationship is more like me and Kendall, or maybe it's the Jack Black one. No? <laughs> Devin Booker sitting on the plane. That's so crazy. They put the three of them on the same plane. I think that's insane. And if I was Devin Booker, I would refuse. I would just say, let's get on Air Kendall. Like, can we fly? If they offered you a flight that had two connections to Tokyo from Milwaukee, you got to fly Milwaukee, San Francisco. Maybe you got to go to Sydney. It's a crazy route. You'll save yep. some save some money. Would you take that to connect planes yes. twice over the Chris Middleton Drew Holiday plane? I would. I would rather take three connections and coach with my seat that's broken and doesn't go back, and the entertainment TV is broken rather than on the flight with Middleton and Drew Holiday, still smelling like Ace of Spades and Davidoff, uh, like Robustos. <laughs> like, no thanks. No what? chance do I want that if I'm Devin Booker, especially after I was 0 for 7 from 3 in Game 6, where if I just hit two of those, we win and force Game 7. Devin Booker is so focused. He's looking for motivation. He's saying, I'm going to turn down the flight with Chris and Drew, and I'm going to take a coach middle seat to Tokyo just to sit in this feeling. 
of, of how this feels to have lost an NBA Finals. Rewatching the game over and over again, just so it gets the feeling of that pain. You know, getting that upgrade to a diamond that year, taking that Australia flight was really great because, you know, unlike Brockman, I go right on airplanes and not left. <laughs> but because of that, I got upgraded. And one time I got to help the manimal and his baby uh, on a flight. They needed someone to hold the manimal's baby. Kenneth Fareed? Yeah, Kenneth Fareed. Shout out to the Fareed family. <laughs> I was sleeping on a flight. They're like, I'm sorry to interrupt. Would you mind just holding the little one? We got to do this. Sure, manimal. You're an Olympian. Who is the most uh, famous person that you just <laughs> randomly have been sitting next to on an airplane? On a flight? Um, it's, again, it's not most famous. It's the most famous to you. Sure. Right? I got two. Sure. So one time to the two. Toronto, and I wasn't sit on a flight. I wasn't sitting next to him. But this is a true story. Um, on a flight once to the Toronto Film Festival from L.A. Not a long flight. Red-eye flight. Toronto, not as far east as you think. It's only about four and a half hours. It's tough to get some sleep on a, on a right. late flight like that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm getting on the plane. Didn't have the diamond status yet. This is early E-Channel days. <laughs> and I see the most decorated U.S. Olympic men's basketball player sitting in first class. The greatest uh, American to ever play on the Olympic stage sitting in first class. Mello? And so I make sure to go to the front of the plane and I speak to the head of the flight attendant crew and say that we need to make sure that there are enough pillows, the temperature. <laughs> I did this. I swear to God, I did this. I, and then I went back and said, whatever this man needs, we, we have to get it for him. This flight is short. If he needs a pillow, if he needs a ginger ale, please help this man. Lala said, go to the back of the plane. That's what she said to me. She said, Ben, go to the back of the plane. I said, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. I can just calm down. Because she, she, you know her? Yes. Oh, she's like, Ben, go, go sit down. Like, please, can we get this man a pillow, a blanket? Make sure it's wrapped. I don't want any germs on the blanket. She goes, Ben, please go to the back of the plane. Amazing. True story. Story time on a Friday. You're uh, in for rich. Ben Lyons here. I don't know if we're getting action Bronson. He might be uh, out swimming with dolphins, boogie boarding in the sun. I don't know. Yeah, it seems like uh, action had a situation come up, and he's uh, not going to be able to join us, unfortunately. It's a bummer, but uh, hopefully he gets it all worked out and everything's okay. Booking the rapper proved to be uh, problematic here on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> Who huh? knew? Shouts out to uh, Captain Obvious, the Hotels.com guy. I love that guy. <laughs> Del Tufo, who's the most famous person you sat next to on the flight? Jim Brown. Jim Brown? Kim, yeah. Brown. Jim Brown and Kim Kardashian. Too. Oh, I remember wow. you told me that. Yeah. Wow, that's a good one. Once played a round of golf with Jim Brown and wow. Draco Malfoy. That's Throw that one out there. Bro, you got it. You Neither did, one yeah, knew who the other one was, but they both had great stories about partying in London. <laughs> yeah. Malfoy. Love Try that guy. To, Shout out to Tommy. Brock, when you, who's a... Uh, I sat next to John Cleese on a red-eye right. to Boston once, which was pretty cool. Uh, Sarah, um, uh, Sarah's friends with his daughter, so I... Didn't bother him. Didn't really say anything until we were kind of close to Boston. I just asked him why he was going there uh, to get a speaking engagement. And then uh, Law, Law and I sat next to. Uh, um, yes, I remember the story. Uh, Go. I know. Joe Namath on, yes. on like the flight back from the Super Bowl one year, I think in San Francisco. I remember you talking about that. That was pretty bananas. We're but. just doing domestic. We're just doing like regular domestic. I was just doing yeah, flights, domestic, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're not TJ doing private, was on we're not doing private planes. Yeah, I was about Obama. to say, TJ. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't even want to hear it, TJ. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to come on. It's going to be like I mean, uh, just a domestic. Is Wilmer Valderrama a pilot, and that's I mean, why he wears fingerless like, yeah. gloves, so he can like, hold the steering wheel of the plane with a stronger grip? Is that yeah. why he wears it's fingerless gloves? So you can gloves? continue to text and send messages on your phone, you know? 
Does Mark Wahlberg count? Because I watched the national championship game once with him on his plane, and he was screaming at me, Alabama sucks, Deshaun Watson, baby, going to be a future Patriot. <laughs> Fantastic. Does that count? I think one I could think yeah. of is yeah, you have it. You got it. Well, I, I've never well, really gotten yeah. I've never really gotten lucky on planes, but I did Commercial. sit next to Allison Waite, who was uh, a playmate. I think she was like Miss May two thousand six. You, you beat me all. Oh, you beat so I, you that was just a short flight from Vegas. I would love Vegas, to be a fly but, on the wall yeah. for TJ's long game. The flight's like six hours, right? No, so it was from be, Vegas. It was. Oh, it was quick. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, hour, up and down. So yeah. No, trust me. I, so, uh, I, fly southwest often? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the southwest, the seats that used to go like this in the front of the planes? Sure. Well, yeah. The best seat on southwest is 12A because there's no seat in front of it. You get on the plane, That's you right. go left, 12A. That's right. There's no, no 11A. Again, Road Warrior. I mean, oh, tips. I mean, you got Yeah, you should write a book. Just write that How down. How to fly. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Got uh, celebrity <laughs> birthdays. We can go down memory lane all day here, sadly. My last segment of the week, getting a little of a cleanse, a little emotional. Oh. Oh. Ben Lyons in for Rich. We'll do it one more time so on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Lions hanging out all week rich take me back though to your first interactions with Giannis there's actually like a gif out there of me interviewing him pointing to the mic because he didn't really know how to talk into a mic his growth I think is well documented on the court you talk about the iconic performances like he has three finals moments he has the block he has the alley-oop and then he has the 15-piece nugget in the closeout game. Talk to me about your love of soccer, your connection to the game, and where this documentary, LFG, began its journey. My love of the game came from really just playing the sport. You know, I just always followed it. So I thought I kind of knew a lot about it. But when the lawsuit dropped, I didn't really know too much about anything to do with their equal pay fight. There's a lot here that people don't know about that we didn't even know about. And um, it just felt like a, you know, David versus Goliath kind of effort, even though they are the best at what they do. And it's really fun to film women playing some badass soccer, which is really what 
what they're also all about. You're hanging out with the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> the Olympic dreams, <laughs> often uh, referred to uh, as the fourth Jonas Brother. What's it like hanging out with those guys? And tell us about the show tonight. The Jonas Brothers are going to go through three Olympic sports that they attempt themselves with some actual real deal Olympians. Terry Crews and I call the action, if you will, and that is the first real Olympic event of the week on NBC. It's good, fun family entertainment. When you're sitting back watching Otani, are you thinking about what it would be like to face him as a hitter? I'm thinking what it would like to be him, bro. I mean, come on. This guy is like a monster sensation, six foot six. Listen, bro, you heard the story about the 150 sacks he got for participating in the Derby, and he gave it all away? Listen, he hits balls into outer space. He throws 100. He hits it 100. It's huge for this young generation to watch what's happening because they want to be Otani. We need those role models. We need those stars in our game, especially if we want to grow it. When did you start to feel your life starting to change from Instagram? I remember I was in the West Village, and I was kind of day drawn, kind of doing sort of a Sex of the City brunch style, and someone ran up to me and put their hands over my eyes from behind and was like, yeah, and I turned around and it was Fran Drescher. And I think in that moment, I realized like, wow, people are really seeing this stuff. Like, I, you know, you kind of, when you have a big account, you post and you think it's just for your idiotic friends, you know, like you, but you don't realize Fran Drescher's looking too. And sometimes when I think about it, it makes me, it makes me nervous. I'm like, is Fran going to like this? What if Fran unfollows me? Like, what if Fran <laughs> hates this? Because she's an icon and should be on Mount Rushmore. And I think at that moment, I realized, wow, this is really, really wild. That was like your Giannis getting the MVP last night in the championship. Finally, a culmination of work, <laughs> a lifetime of sacrifice. The nanny came up to you after brunching. Ben Lyons back here on the Rich Eisen Show. I had so much fun these last two weeks. Ben, it was awesome. time, man. This was the awesome. best. What a collection of characters we had on the show, I mean, huh? Yeah, that's I what mean, we do got, here, man. Yeah, you guys what know did. what I noticed, too, from those clips. Like, Ben started off the week, you know, he was in a hoodie and T-shirt. Looked like us, you know. It looked like maybe he might have slept in the car, yeah. you know, with the or flannel. In the, the last two days, he's broken out the <laughs> blazer. blazer. He's like, yeah. he's trying yeah, to put this on his Emmy reel yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> looks on the reel. You got to put it on tape, you know? You know? <laughs> now he's all fresh to death. And I'm like, bro, I thought you were one of us with the hoodie. give him different looks on the tape here, you know what I mean? We're not a one-dimensional player. You're not going to put me in a box, TJ. <laughs> so I wear the same thing every day. Right. And said, I'm just going to step it up. You don't have the answers, TJ. You don't have the answers, TJ. It ain't Ralph Doe. It ain't Ralph Doe. It ain't Ralph Doe. I'm just sitting here rocking my Big E Kofi Kingston shirt because my man Big E won money in the bank on Sunday. Oh. He's going to eventually be either the WWE or the Universal Champion. So shout out to my man Big TJ E. TJ needs his own WWE. Go. You got me all excited. I TJ. thought you were wearing a Costa Kufa shirt. <laughs> no, Kofi <laughs> Kingston, baby. Let's I once saw Costa Kufus in a Starbucks downtown LA. I said, Costa Kufus, I love you. He said, can I give you a hug? I said, yes. And I hugged Costa Kufus Craziest Kufus person you ever saw in a Starbucks. Uh, I mean, uh, Costa Kufus. That's yours? <laughs> What's yours, Bob? I don't even know who that is. Yeah, he what? played for the, for, for the uh, Sacramento Kings. Like, right? Walking into yeah. a, a crazy store. Give your best, like, who you're... Oh, Costa Kufus. Walking into a store. Is that Costa Kufus? I mean, come on. He's born in Canton, Ohio. I don't know if you can top getting a hug in a Starbucks from Costa Kufus when you're asking this question, <laughs> Del Tufo. Megan Fox. Oh, okay. Oh, well, did you get a hug? Hey, Jessica Biel. Yeah, did you get a hug? Yeah, no, I didn't get a hug. I didn't get a hug. I may be able to top that. On this day, my birthday, Whoa. back in 2000, and I think it was six, we were in 
New York. I think we might have been at, I don't even know what club it was. I got a kiss on the cheek from Scarlett Johansson. That's oh, he's, a fact. You got us. You be, she, yeah. We had a little birthday party she was there. So yeah, I don't want to say yeah. that tops that. Again, but, not a hug yeah. like Costa Kufis, just a peck a on the cheek. I'll take the hug from Costa Kufis. <laughs> over, over a peck. And I have a picture of that, too. I'll send yeah. it to you guys after the show. I Hugs ain't from about Costa Kufis. That's a good fantasy name. Yeah. Or that, kisses, might be, that might be the name of the greater? memoir. <laughs> I think we just figured out the autobiography title. We've been workshopping. Hugs from Costa Kufis. I mean, I don't drink coffee, so I'm not running into yeah. people at Starbucks. Like, sure, what's, your, in general. what's your Starbucks name? Do you ever use Chris Stapps to get a mocha latte? <laughs> I've done, I can't say. You're the most insane Knicks fan I've ever I'm, met. Porzingis? Chris Stapps. No, I DTF. To get a, to get I do DTF. Mocha latte. And they go, DTF? I go, DTF. That's because yeah. you guys used to butt like Tufo. Like, can I get a uh, caramel mochiato? My, my name's name. Cleanthony. <laughs> they can't spell it. <laughs> Cleanthony Early? Oh, I was so oh, excited fake. for Cleanthony Early. Are you kidding me? The Wichita State? Oh, he's, got him in the second round, the trade for Tyson Chandler? I was so excited. You're, you're I thought in. that was the ticket. Have you ever been yelled at was. sitting courtside by a player? Uh, yes. Yes, I have. Um, I one time yelled at LeBron James that he was losing his hair, and he said, I'm not losing the money in my pockets, and then he gave the Knicks 35 <laughs> oh. the night before the Super Bowl uh, in New York City. That was a fun time. Getting yelled at by somebody is always a fun time. Great comeback. Fun time. All right, hold on a second. Fun time. So Getting yelled at by somebody is always crazy. Like Cavs or, or Heat by heat. LeBron? It was the night before the Super Bowl in New York. Late start. The NBA realized we should put a Saturday night game yeah. in the city the where the Super Bowl is happening. Yep. Really smart, really smart on their behalf. So I remember it was a late start in the garden, 8.30 on a Saturday night. That place was turned. You know, Macklemore, oh, yeah. David Beckham. Knicks were in it for about the first four and a half minutes of the game. So you're sitting courtside. Is this pregame or during the game? Yeah. Well, look at the end of the game when they were down 20. End of the game, <laughs> you're, getting you doing, your, you're getting your faces kicked in by the, by the Heatles. And you're like, hey, I'm going to talk smack to LeBron James. Really Let me make fun of his receding hairline that he badly my best tries work. to cover Like I told up. you, I pride myself yeah. on, yeah. go read a Harry Potter book, Expelliarmus. Right. What's nope. your sorting house? Nope. Hey, nice hair, stupid, LeBron. Stupid. I was angry. You got to understand. They traded a first-round draft pick and Steve Novak, number nine all-time in three-point percentage in the history of the sport, for Andre Bargnani. <laughs> <laughs> you're so hung up on the Bargnani trade. A tweet from Matt Walsh, who joined the show. Great to catch up, Ben, through a cousin who used to play in the NFL. I'm heading up to the Cowboys training camp in Oxnard this weekend. Let me know if you need anything. So next week on the show, if Jane Slater's not available, yeah, Matt Walsh, Walsh. I'm at in. Cowboys training camp. Who's, is Steve Walsh his cousin? Is that what he's trying to say? Is he trying to flex what on the Cowboys What could we possibly Cowboy need from Cowboys training camp from Matt Walsh? I mean, is he going to steal us like a sled or something? <laughs> Oh, like, TJ, do terrific. you want, like, Dak's leftover sweat towel? Well, you know, the last time I went to Cowboys camp, I ended up walking out with Jason Witten's gloves. I walked out with... Wait, you Damian walked out to the or White House? House? It was, was given, oh, yeah. Oh, I right. walked out. Was I was about to say, you're not trying to steal an I walked out was the wrong word. I ended up getting Jason Witten's gloves, Dez's wristband, and I think it was Demarcus Ware's blue arm sleeve, which I... That combination, I still wear every Sunday 
while I'm watching Cowboy games. I have some used athletic tape that was cut off Pablo Prigioni's ankles in the first round of the playoffs <laughs> against the Boston Celtics, the first really? uh, Knicks playoff series win in 12 years. I have some tape. wrong with you? I, I, have, I have some tape that I got from Christy Mack with me and Jason oh, Feller star somewhere. But that's a whole other story. That's a story from somewhere. That's a whole other story. I stole an arm That's a whole other story. Front row Radio City Music Hall. First or second time I saw you two. <laughs> They're not coming after yeah. me now. Again, Zach, too 275 gets you on the subway in New York. I don't care anymore. Whoa. Any celebrity birthdays here the last minute of the show? <laughs> well, well, well like I said, Anybody? shout out to the 723 Club. Marlon Wayans gets past the Velvet Woo. Rope. Daniel Radcliffe, the great Slash. Woody Harrelson, Monica Lewinsky, Nomar Garcia. Wow. Gary Payton, the glove. They got a good. DeAndre Ayton, of course. TJ Jefferson. at your Catherine Hahn is there. (laughs) Michelle Williams, and I am your host. Chris Brockman, welcome. Welcome to the China Club. Look at the picture, Brockman. And happy birthday, Kevin Durant. And Kevin Durant, new member at your boy. I got got to say, being able to do this with you guys on this birthday, been the best birthday I've probably ever had in my life. TJ! Hopefully the lights will stay on I tonight, think, TJ. I think someone's had a little too much Giannis over there. <laughs> yeah, he's been someone's a little, a little turned on that, on that Giannis right now. Can't thank Rich enough. I uh, really appreciate it, Rich. Glad to hear you're feeling better. So great to spend time with you guys Yo, this week. Ben, thank, thank you. you. Great time this awesome. week, brother. Awesome. I feel like I won a contest. It's like the NWO this now, Ben. This is the closest ben. a Nick it's fan will life. get to a championship. <laughs> the feeling I have right now on the Rich Eisen <laughs> show. Happy birthday, everybody. <laughs>